Let it be birthed in your spirit. I acknowledge you as my God. And I'm not my own God. When we get it wrong, we come to church. It's not about the psalmists and the minstrels. It's about us coming together, worshiping our God. It, it makes a statement to the enemy that no weapon. shall prosper. This is the place where you make your stands. In the worship. This is when you are connecting with God. You didn't make yourself. The trees didn't make themselves. lifeline to God to the throne of God it is supposed to destroy the yokes and the bondage that you were in in your mind this is what the real purpose of music is supposed to do it's not about making you feel good it's about who you know God created every form of music every form yes country bluegrass folk God created every form of music it's rapping heaven I'll say it again. It's rap in heaven. It's jazz in heaven. It's just not corrupt. It's just not corrupt. It's designed to edify God and not your soul. See, music on the earth edifies your soul. That's my song. Feels good. But its purpose is that it connects with the worship. And it builds a glory cloud. Y'all don't need to hear it. It happens. Kanye do it all the time. Put your hands in the air. 
and what you do throw them in the air it brings you into the presence of a God but not the God Piper to the unregenerate. Hit them tombs to our young people. It gives them a distortion of what true music is. So when they hear real worship and anointed singers, they sit down. But let your song come on. God of this world. Got the whole church doing the day day and all this They haven't done the research on that dance. Haven't done the research on that dance. As above, so below. Now we haven't done the real research on the dance. We ain't done it, but you're doing it. just God my president clothing the blindness that's on you come off that you can really see and hear talk about the anointing about that cover. See, when we come together like this, see, the, the enemy says that, oh, the, oh God said the enemy, he is the anointed cherub that covers. So he show up in our ministries every Sunday. And he is the anointed cherub that covers. And it sounds like the anointing, but it's his anointing. It's not the God's anointing. identify or discern what is of God and God's supposed to be inside of you living, dwelling the very Ruach HaKadosh the very spirit of God is supposed to be inside of you but he's the spirit of truth
worship him, you got to worship him in spirit and truth. I, I can't worship him in my suke, in my mind. Just imagine, this morning, two weeks ago, my brother was one of them that closed his eyes and did not open. He died in his sleep. That could have been any of you in here. That could have been your mama, your daddy, your boyfriend, your girl. It could have been you. It could have been you. That alone. Your loved ones left behind. That could have been, that could have been any of you in here. But uh, we're blinded. We can't even acknowledge. We just wake up and get on do our little stuff and get up. Don't even think about nothing. He closed his eyes and he did not wake up. That could be any of us. Why not you? Why not you? What's so special about you? Oh, his grace is sufficient. Come. 
come let us reason see when he said come let us reason I told y'all plenty of times reason means to judge come on let's rightfully judge what's going on not condemningly this is what we do then you'll never get nobody to come to Christ follow. Just come. Just come through the door. Isn't there something? Everybody here knows somebody that died, right? Come on, raise your hand. Everybody knows somebody that died. Poo-poo, pookie, whoever. Somebody knows somebody that died, right? So death is real. They're not here no more, right? They went somewhere, right? He said, you brought nothing in here and your show can't take your five diamond carrot black diamond $200,000 home car you can't take none of that with you you can't take none of it with you and most of us not even going to leave an inheritance for our children we're not going to do it what we will leave them is some debt oh pastor going to talk and that's all the Bible said oh no man nothing but to love him. Oh, no man but to love him. I don't hear him tell him, touch your neighbor, you love him. Always touch your neighbor, but you never hear him touch him and say you love him. I'm not going to say that. Touch your neighbor. I'm so glad y'all are here today. See, you don't come to the gathering except you call. Most of us don't realize we've been called. You don't just walk through the door because somebody invited you. Because you could say no. You could say no. This is like your day. This is like your day. God said today is the day of salvation. Today. You, it's not. We think we just did it because we did it. because You asked me and this, I'm coming. Or I'm just coming because I'm being obedient. No, it's your day to hear. It's your day to hear. It's your day. Now you can choose. You got something real powerful in all of y'all. It's called your free will. And God, as, as infinite as he is and omnipotent as he is, he cannot go against your will. And there's some most powerful being that created everything out of Barak, everything, out of nothing. Says, if I turn away from you, I can't stop and I can't make you. But I'll send my comfort. What the Holy Spirit does is he's convicts. That's all. Now you know you should have said you're sorry to that person. You know, you heard that. You know you should have said, I'm sorry, I'll forgive you. You know you shouldn't have took that money. You know it. You know you shouldn't have took that. Them sticky pads from job. You know that. Y'all know that. You know you shouldn't have went in food line and took that great and Holy Spirit, come on, Holy Spirit talk to you just like that. They'll talk to you like that. 
And God, God got the biggest sense of humor. I don't care what nobody say. He loved deeper and laughed harder than all of us. Jesus, my God. You can hear. You can see God too. Oh, they're going, oh, the Bible said no man has seen God. No, he said to worship him, you must be in spirit and truth, not your flesh. No, your flesh not going to see him. He lives inside of you, you never see him. You, you got somebody, how, a roommate inside, but you never see him. You never experience your roommate living with you, right? Way better. It's good. It's so good. He is so good. My goodness. God is so good. It's, man, we just, what's just our understanding? It's just our relationship. That's, that's the only thing that's wrong. It's our relationship. Love. Love. Seeks not its own. Love only seeks to love. Love, it holds no record of the wrong done to it. It keeps no charge. Love. It's, it's, it never fades away. What's wrong with most people in the prisons is there was a lack of love. What's wrong with the most hardened criminal is he didn't get love properly. love comes to people today as Christians, it's like you can't even identify. It's like it's hard to see. You got 700 people, it's like five Christians, for real. You come to somebody, there's no, there's no anointing, you ain't been with God. They can't feel something. When you come into the presence of God, and when you go to your place of work, there should be something about you. Be, this should feel something. They can't quite pinpoint it, but it should be something about you. There's some light on you that I just can't describe. I just want to do something nice to you. But we ain't been in the presence of God. We've been at church. We've been at church. At church. When you are the church. He's not coming back for a building. coming for the ecclesia, the called out ones, the ones that I have set aside for my purpose in the earth. I've come out for them. I'm coming. My God, you can clap anytime. My goodness. You at Walker Ministry today, and you're going to learn some things. We're going to go get our Hebraic roots. See, just go to a place and not find out why I'm there. What is my purpose for being here? What is God trying to say to me? What am I going, what am I not getting? The Bible said he speaks just once, twice, yet man doesn't perceive it. So he speaks, but we don't perceive it. 
Yase. Means cover me. Yase. I know we read Psalms 91. We just go with all with that. Verse 4 says, He shall cover thee with feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. He trust his trust shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Okay. He shall cover thee with feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust his trust shall be thy shield and thy buckler just every last one of y'all let's, let's, let's go in and look at this for a minute to take this literally would mean nothing bad whatever happened as long as you are sheltered under his wings. One would not experience relationship problems, financial problems, uh-oh, health issues. Word get out, the church would be filled. If that word got out on that, the church would be filled. That's the wrong reason. Okay. Yep. The word cover is yasik. There are three possible root words from this word, what deprives from this word. There are three. Yasik. Covering. One could be one could be souk, which is a covering from an anointing. Souk. Listen to this. I'm going to go somewhere. You're going to get this, all right? Check this out. Souk, which is the covering from an anointing. The other one could be nasik, which is covering for just like pouring on something over the head. The third is most commonly used is the root word sakut, not sakot, sakut. This is the same word used in in Job for hedge. Oh, when the enemy accused God of putting a hedge around Job. We got so many words, and, and we when we read the word, we, we, we don't really read it. We really don't quite get it unless you go back to your Hebraic root of what that word, in essence, what it meant. So when I read the word now, I have an understanding that I'm not reading it from a 21st century mindset. I'm reading it from the 1st century mindset. The word. See, we read it in the wrong mindset. Every dot, every tittle means something. We just, you can't speed read the word. The word has to be, the word has to be absorbed. 
it's, it's not like reading, you know, a book. That book is not alive. He said, my words are spirit and truth, and they are alive. So it's something, a dynamic happens in your spirit because of the spirit when you read the word of God. If we just read it like it's a novel, that's why it's born to you. Because you're not reading with purpose. You're not reading to hear. Okay. It's alive. It's a living entity. Job for the heads. When the enemy used that to accuse God for bringing the heads around Job. This points to the perspective covering that he places around the believer. Like the one he places around Jerusalem. Israel. So hold on. Hold on. When you receive Christ, there's a covering that comes over you. No, see, we don't believe that, but this is spiritual. It's a covering that he places around the believer. So when you do read no weapon formed against you, that you are healed by his stripes, that before his became, look, rich, look, poverty can't come near you because he was made poor. But see, most of us think that's poor in monetary. But you pour in your spirit, and you pour in your, and you listen, and you pour in your soul, and your mind. It can't prosper. So I can't think right. Okay. Here, the protective hedge is pictured as feathers. Remember, he said feathers, right? The primitive meaning for feathers is strength and might. See, we think a feather just some little flimsy, a flimsy little thing. Just, ah, okay. See, because we're reading it from the wrong perspective. It means strength and might. Listen to this. The primitive meaning of feather, and, and the word of it is abavar. That's the word, abavar. That's the word. Can you say abavar? That's feather. Which means strength and might that comes from returning to one's core values. Oh, this is. Hold on. We, see, we read that scripture. We read that scripture all in the wrong understanding. Cindy, you heard that? I just love it. I can just. receive what I'm telling you your life will change your perspective I told you wrong perspective wrong interpretation listen to this the word feather the primitive meaning of strength and might that comes from returning from, from one returning to his core values thus this picture being covered by his feathers it's more of an empowerment that comes from returning to God's basic principles rather than one of protection. See, we read it as just protection because we haven't, we haven't done the proper exegesis on the word. See, when you come to church, you're supposed to grow. You're not supposed to stay the same. You're supposed to hear something and experience God.
can't multitask the word. You can't hear what I'm saying and on your phone. No, you can hear, but you won't listen. Listen means you're going to do something. How dare we? Man, we don't esteem the word. <sighs> Under his wings will we trust. The word wings here is kenef. Y'all know y'all gonna be taking Hebrew today, did you? Kenef means wings, which has the idea of an extreme or being removed to a distant place. Wings. Wings come the idea that they are able to carry a bird to a place that man cannot go. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. Wings come from the idea as they are able to carry a bird to a place that man cannot go. Wings. This picture is indeed one of protection now. But a protection that comes when you allow God to carry you to the places <laughs> that he so chooses to take you. Not you. Not you. Not you. That God sees what you should be and where you should be. See, most of the time where we, when where God wants you to be, you don't want to be. Because where God is, truth is going to be. So you can go to church and there ain't truth there. And you go, this is just wonderful. This is just wonderful. But where he take you, most of the time, you don't want to be. That's how you know it's God. Because you don't want to be there. Wings, Kenef is an idea of extreme. Listen, I'm just telling you, we read the scripture, but we have no understanding. We're reading it from the natural mind. God to carry you to the places that He, I love it, that He chooses to take you. You may not know <laughs> where. You may not know where he's taking you. Most of the time, you don't know. Abraham left out. He didn't know where he was going. You are simply to trust him as he carries you to his destination. He ain't tell you to go there. He ain't tell you to leave. My goodness. See, we missed the key word there. You are to simply trust him. You are to simply trust him. Free fall. You are to simply trust him. See, we come to church, we don't even know how to interact with the Holy Spirit. He's speaking. He's speaking to you through the songs. 
He was speaking to you through the keyboards. He, he was speaking to you through the drums. He, he's speaking, yet we don't perceive that it's God. Because you put your criteria on how you hear. You didn't hear him tell your heart, wake up this morning, did you? You didn't hear him tell you that, didn't you? Wake up. That's why you woke up. Because he said, wake up. We don't know God. But he wants you to know him. He's not a mystery. He just said, seek him out. And he said, you shall find him. Ride on this thing. The word trust is chasing, which is the idea of a refuge. Oh, did y'all hear that? The word trust. Chasak, that's however you say it, chasing, chasing, which is the idea of refuge, trust. See, we haven't entered into that eighth day. See, we ain't trust them yet. In a refuge, you feel safe and confident. In a refuge, you feel safe and confident. Like the sanctuary. Yeah. Like you feel safe and confident. This is the trust that you find in him. See, we I I, I beg the difference. We haven't found him. Because you're not trusting him with everything. You're not. You, you ain't trusting him to choose who you're supposed to be with. You're not trusting him. You're not trusting him to choose who you shouldn't be with. You're not trusting him. You're not trusting him to work with what you got. You're not trusting him to do that. Young people, y'all listening. All it takes is one wrong decision. One. And when that momentum, that rock rolling down the hill, it's not going to stop until it levels off. I don't care what you do, how hard you try to hold that boulder back, it's coming. And it's not going to stop until it runs its course. What you keep doing is, listen, it's obscuring the path. That boulder coming, it's got to roll. Just get out of the way. It'll be quicker. Okay. My God. In his refuge, you are safe and confident. This is the trust you find in him. A feeling of confidence that you are in a safe place. A journey he has you on is a safe place. Oh, did y'all hear what I said? The journey that he has you on is a safe one. Stop looking at it. See, you don't trust him. The journey he has you on is a safe one. Where he is with you every moment. 
Anohi Mecha. Anohi Mecha. I'm with you. Always. He says, I'm with you. Always. Even if you go to hell, I'm still there. Lord, I'm with you. Always. See, we don't know the love of God. We're trying to figure out the love of man. I know he mecha. I'm with you always. I trust in the Lord. I lean on not to my own understanding, but his. But I do acknowledge him in all my ways. Trust. So we got some trust issues. Trust. Trust means refuge. Good God. What y'all thought trust meant? Trust means refuge, safety. Trust in the Lord. That's your job. You can lose a job. You can lose your health. You can lose your sight. But trust in the Lord. Last one. Okay, Mel. Truth. Amen. Amen. True. Which is a steadfastness, fastness, or faithfulness. Okay, see, we, we miss it. We read that. We, we miss it all. His faithfulness and his steadfastness is our shield. No, see, we read that. We don't even understand. We read that scripture all the whole time. The shield. No, it's the word is the shield. Okay. It said that his faithfulness, his steadfastness is our shield. Sounds like he's doing it for us. word used here for shield is Shana which comes from the idea of thorns sharpness and protection his faithfulness is our buckle mm. the word for buckler is <laughs> I'm working on my stuff Satir which is the word used, uh-oh. Listen, listen, real close. Buckle is satire, right? Which is used for the word wealth. Protect, listen, profit. Or a seat of commerce. Mm -mm, mm -mm. 
No, it ain't easy. See, we, we ain't trusting him. What our finances, we trust why we won't tie it and off we won't do it. We don't trust him. Let's just go a little bit deeper. See, he's your buckler. See, I told you, wrong perspective, wrong interpretation. Let's listen to that right quick. Buckler, the word. Sacher, which is the word used for wealth, profit, or seat of commerce. His faithfulness is our wealth and our profit. Not yours. His His faithfulness is our wealth. See, the, the church got you thinking so many monetary things. But what you really do, all you do really do need is him. This is what you really do need. He's not our buckler. He's not our buckler. Because we don't think he's faithful when he don't show up. He did show up. His no still mean yes. All his, everything in him is yes and amen. His no is still a yes. <laughs> That's all I'm going to give you. There's so much more. There's so much more. You, you just, when we read, and all I did, all we went over, for y'all theologians, all we did was Psalms 91, verse 4. Glory to God. All we did was one verse. All we did was oh one verse. <laughs> and it's still more because you can't handle too much more. Because Mel got to teach. And it, I just had to plow through to get us oh. in a position to receive. That's beautiful. You don't come to church to socialize. You come to church to connect corporately with your God. This And it should be growth. Maturity, all those things should be developing in your spirit when you come to fellowship. We forget the presence of God is in here. See, you gotta break over that canopy, that, that false anointing first. And the only thing that can destroy that false anointing is the word. And you gotta plow through with the word. Amen. Guess what? That's in your heart. See, y'all carriers of the kingdom. And we don't understand that, that we're carriers of his kingdom. You are co-laborers with God. In the earth, you are his hands. You're his eyes. You're in, in the kingdom, we don't understand your position and your job. Because we don't understand the kingdom. No, you're just doing church. I just hate that. How how has the body of Christ turned that into a negative? You are believers. You are believers of the unseen realm. That's the real. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things.
word is so powerful. How powerful is the word, y'all? Check this out. If you did your research and, you know, we've killed over 70,000, excuse me, 70 million children in abortion. 70 million and rising. And the lady that was running that back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, her name but guess what the word came to her she was at first she was mocking telling people what they were going to do to the children cook them eat them all this stuff but the word came to her by a real christian believer that lady is now the biggest advocate against abortion because the word someone one person carried that word and the word I mean, one that was, see, and that was us. See, we were sinners too. We were just as bad. I feel like, well, I was the chief of sinners. I had a PhD cum laude in cussing. Master degrees. <laughs> Can nobody top me? Yeah. Can I share something with you? I was in the sixth grade, and I won't say, I will never forget this. I was on a basketball court. Yes, I could ball. Short, but I could do it. <laughs> and a guy, I, I grew up Jehovah Witness. And a guy that was a great hire me on the basketball, he, he said, Will your mama know you cuss like that? He won't say it either. Wow. I'm like in the, I'm like in the fifth grade. I'm like in the fifth grade. I never forgot that. I'm 51 years old. I never forgot that. Man, do your mama know you cuss like that? Man, I ain't stopped though. I didn't touch the porn yet. I won't go in there yet. I'm going to be real with you. See, that's what's wrong. Most pastors won't be real with you, but I'm going to be real with you. I didn't stop doing that one right away. Hmm. Neither have some of you sitting right in here. You, you, you can't come at me on that one. I know this one. I know that spirit very well. Pastor, come on. But until I understood my position in my marriage, I didn't understand how I was defiling and having adulterous affairs on her in my mind. Until I understood that I was polluting my thoughts and how God felt. See, if you don't think, if you don't care how God feels about it, you're going to continue. But if you care how God feels, oh, you'll, you'll, you'll stop. If you care 
how he feel. I had to, I, I won't like that at first. See, I'm just being real because I'm, I gotta be, I have to do what Holy Spirit is saying. And it don't just be men. <laughs> okay. See, you gotta, you gotta be real. I might not get another opportunity for you to hear the truth. And when I stand before God, did you tell him the truth or her? Yes, sir, I did. I'm accountable. See, I take my position in Christ serious. As a pastor, I'm a professional friend. My anointing comes when you have problems and you come and talk to me. And he gives me wisdom and understanding how to deal with what you're dealing with, what you won't even say that you're dealing with. what you're not saying is what you're saying that got to come by the spirit God is he says protect your ear gate and your eye gate because ultimately what the enemy wants to do is defile you and when you look and do these things it defiles your spirit it don't make you want to hear from God it makes you stay in a state of stasis. I want to stay right here and no change. Stasis. Just suspended. Won't move right or left. Won't go nowhere. Now you're on the fence. God said, I would prefer that you hot or you cold. Lukewarm on the fence, I'll spit you out. The, the gospel is so powerful. It's so true. That if you would die tomorrow, and what you heard today, Come on, God's going to say, did you listen to the short ball head? Because I sent them to you. That's why I can't come in and tell you stories. Make you feel good when your life, your eternal destiny is in jeopardy. That's right. But we don't care. We, don't, we, we think it's okay. I'll be all right. I don't, whether you believe in hell or heaven, it doesn't matter. Is it true? If I'm wrong, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Keep on doing what you're doing. But if I'm right, and I am, because it changed my life. That's right. Oh, I was fine where I was. Told her I would never get married, and I would never come to church. I ain't never come to church. Some people crazy. Guess what happened? Guess what happened? Three weeks later, my best friend, wife, died. Ran in. Guess where I find myself? That's my boy. That's my homeboy. I'm coming to support him. Holy Spirit heard the, uh, the call for salvation. Never heard the call of salvation ever in my life. 38 years old. And it pricked my heart. I didn't go down, but... It did something to me. What in the world? What happened to my heart? Wow. That's good. And it did something to me. It, it didn't make me go down and I got saved. I didn't do none of that. But it pricked my heart. It, it, it awakened something. What if, what will happen if I do die? I'm looking at her and at, at Nina in the coffin. 
not knowing that in her death, my call was in her death. Just like Jesus on the cross. And the thief didn't know. You got two there. One that repented and one didn't. One sat there and mocked him still. Just like we do in church, still mock God. Isn't that something? And he said, this day, you'll be with me. Ain't had time to speak in tongues. Ain't had time to get baptized. Ain't had time to do his ministry, nothing. But he believed on what he said. He said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. I'm just saying, y'all. Don't, don't harden your heart when you hear God. He know way more than you. He's every place at one time. You just there. He's every place. Everybody got a day. Everyone in here got a day that you're going to expire. You are one breath away from that. You're just one heartbeat. Boom. You're just one heartbeat away. We don't see it like that. You're just one heartbeat away. Harden not your heart. If you need Christ, you want to know him. This is the time you can come. The altar is open all day long. It's open at 7-Eleven. It's open at the mall. It's open at the movies. The altar is open every day, all day. Just harden out your heart when you hear the word. What, what if you don't make it tomorrow? What if you don't make it today when you leave here? Oh, he's a just God. Now you heard the word. The Bible said to be absent from the body is to be present with God. He don't care about what you believe. know Christ and you want to know you're tired of playing just tired the altar is open if you need to repent this altar is open don't play with your salvation don't listen to the enemy don't play with your salvation this is called the cry of appeal two in the field one taken in the bed, one taken. A hundred in the church, one taken. Wow. Isn't that something? <laughs> My God. Old okay. New At this time, see how she came in? Old and New Testament. So if you can, can you please stand for the Old and New Testament reading? When you go to court, the judge come in, you stand, don't you? Y'all hear this every time you got to tell people. And he's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That judge ain't give you breath in your body. God is good. Testament, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. For I know what plans I have in mind for you, says Adonai, plans for well-being, not for bad things, so that you can have a hope and a future. When you call to me and pray to me, I will listen to you. When you speak to me, you will find me, provided you speak for that you seek me wholeheartedly. 
and I will let you find me, says Adonai. Then I will reverse your exile. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have driven you, says Adonai, and bring you back to the place from which I exiled you. And the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. Amen. I'll be reading New Testament, John 3, in the Complete Jewish Bible, verses 16, 16 through 21. For God so loved the world that he gave his only and unique son, so that everyone who trusts in him may have eternal life instead of being utterly destroyed. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but rather so that through him the world might be saved. Those who trust in him are not judged. Those who do not trust have been judged already in that they have not trusted in the one who is God's only and unique son. Now this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, but people love the darkness rather than the light. Why? Because their actions were wicked. For everyone who does evil things hates the light and avoids it so that his, that, so that his actions won't be exposed but everyone who does what is true comes to the light so that all may see that his actions are accomplished through God and the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen. Y'all remain standing for the uh, reading of the foundation scripture of love. 1 Corinthians 13. Amen. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels but have not love that reasoning, intentional, spiritual devotion, such as is inspired by God's love for and in us, I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned, or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, for it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It does no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoice when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away 
it will lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away, become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality as in a riddle or enigma. But then, when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face now I know in part imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, love abide. Faith, conviction and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. Love, true affection for God and man, growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Glory to Amen. God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly Hallelujah. places. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 The word of God says, Enter to his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise and be thankful unto our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Alert yourself. Wake up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shake your spirit, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is coming forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shabbat the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shabbat the Lord for the wisdom and insight that's coming forth. For direction and purpose that's coming forth. Shabbat your God. Shabbat your King. Hallelujah. 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 Purpose is coming forth. Hallelujah. Prosperity is coming forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prophecy is coming forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shabbat your God. Hallelujah. 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 Be thankful unto our God. Hallelujah. 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 There's something about a praiser. Hallelujah. A praiser has an understanding of their God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is not a show. I told y'all that before. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I always approach my God with an adequate praise, an adequate hallelujah that's worthy to a great God, a mighty God, our Savior, our Deliverer. The captain of my soul. Oh, I know how to approach my God. Hallelujah. He is the risen king. He is a faithful and true God. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is my protector. He is my defender. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is my deliverer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is my resurrection. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's my resurrection. Hallelujah, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God. He is my resurrection heir. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You need some things resurrected in your life. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, you need some resurrection in your life. Hallelujah. There's some dead things in your life this morning, and it needs to be resurrected. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Resurrection, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, he is my deliverer. He is my defender, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. I know how. I know how to enter in. I know how to receive from my God. That's giving him praise and thanks and adoration for being such an awesome God, my King, my Lord, my Master, my Savior. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jay. He is resurrection to you this morning. Hallelujah. There's some things that need to come alive in your life. Hallelujah. Person. 
Well, your helper is here. Can't seem to say the right things to my wife. I can't seem to treat my husband right. Well, your helper is here. My finances never seem to be stable. Your helper is here. My mind seems to always go off course. Your helper, Cindy, is here. Can't seem to focus and stay on any goals. Your helper is here. Early will I cry unto my God. My cries and my moanings, a prayer where I have no words except to moan. Early will I cry and he will hear me. My helper is here. My defender from all of my foes and all of my enemies who try to overtake my life. Your defender is here. Defend me from my foes. For they are many. There are many. Defend me, O oh Lord. Master, captain of my soul, captain of my mind, defend me from all of these attacks going in circles in my life. Protector. Protect me from going the wrong way and making the wrong decisions. The protector is here. Fear not, he says. Adonai, El Elyon is here. El Shaddai, the Almighty One, the Almighty One. going to resurrect you which means that you will stand again you're going to stand again your situation has caused you to be cast down feel like you have no hope and when it's going to get right your circumstance has caused you to fall, feeling weak and I don't have any more fight in me. Well, the warrior is here. The warrior is here. He's going to wage war on your enemy. The warrior is here. again rise again I don't need for you to do anything Al 
except just rise again. Stand again. The warrior's here. You don't even have to do anything, Dina. I'm, I'm here now. Just stand beside me. Stand beside your defender. Your defender is here. Of all the naysayer, your defender is here to clear your name. To clear your name. I'm going to hell and I'm going to the world to defend your name. To clear your name again. Stand again, Cindy. Arise from the state that your situation has put you in. The lover of your soul is here. Just stand. Be resurrected today in the word of the Lord. because he's known to be the greatest poet. And he's a warrior. <laughs> yes, he is. By nature. My God. My God. Welcome. <laughs> to Walker Ministries. To Walker Ministries. Where we believe in Hallelujah. Jew and Gentile. One new man to the Messiah. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> this is a teaching ministry. Amen. Today you're going to be taught the word of God. Amen. So that your life can have a permanent change. Amen. 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 I'm glad to have with me here today my dearest friend and sister, yeah. Carmen. Thank right you. Hey, Carmen. Dearest. <laughs> I love true friendship. A lot of times people think you have to hang out all the time to be a friend. But a friend, Carmen, is the one that's there when you need them the most. Amen. Not when we disagree and I don't like you today. I can truly say, if you're getting on my nerves, you're getting on my nerves. I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You can be real about it. I love you. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. And then we have a time that we can say words to enhance each other. Amen. Amen. Edify. Amen. It's true friendship. That you're always saying something to your friend to encourage him or her to another level in Christ. Amen. Amen. I always seem to don't have much time with the teachers, so I'm going to do it what I can. Uh, this is part three, Battle of the Hearts. Part three, Battle of the Hearts. And Battle of the Hearts really deal with We'll give you a recap. With having a stoning heart, a heart that does not and cannot, because it doesn't have the capability to respond to the word of God, a stoning heart. So you have a battle of the hearts. You have a battle of the new heart that God has given you, a heart of flesh, a heart that responds to the word of God. 
So you have those two hearts battling. Your natural heart that you have inside of you, that's the stony heart. It cannot, it does not have the capability to please God. It's hostile to the word of God. But he said, I will give you a heart of flesh, a heart that's responsive to my voice. You will respond to righteousness. It causes you to respond to righteousness. I will put my spirit inside of you, and you will live a righteous life. So you have these hearts battling. So anytime you start to not hear, the more that you don't hear the word of God, the more you don't want to hear the word of God. The more that you stay away from church, the gathering, the more that you want to stay away from the gathering because now your heart has hardened and the word can't get in. This is why he said, be led of the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh, of your fleshly heart. Even with the word of God, we still get in offense. We're offended about righteousness. The heart gets offended because the heart is most deceitful. The word of God says, who can know it? Mm -hmm. I mean, your heart is inside of you. Right now. He said, you don't even know your own heart. You don't know you. This is what he's saying. Who can know it. It's so deceitful. Your heart deceives you. You think you're thinking one thing, but you're thinking another because your heart deceives you. Go ahead and say that. This is why we think we're in love. Okay. Mm -mm. You done blew my mind. See, the, the heart is deceiving you when you're in a relationship and someone is abusing you verbally or naturally. And then your heart says, oh, he's okay. If he learned not just to hit me so hard or just you know, give me one day out of the week that he doesn't hit me. He, I mean, he's going to get better. He's getting better. Um, instead of, you know, four blows, he's just giving me one a day. He had a bad day. Or it's just me. It's me. Okay. We blame ourselves. I didn't make the grits right. <laughs> it didn't make the grits right. It is certain things. I mean, we'll tip people off. You know, I don't know. Certain things that make, make people just fly off the handle. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But we have to be very careful because the heart deceives you. I mean, how many times have you been in a relationship? You thought that was that was. Good. This is gonna. This is it here. Yeah. You know, Raise of hands. Bam. Stop playing. Don't play me. <laughs> Don't play me. Okay. They still playing. And even if you didn't, yeah, they still playing. They still playing. And even if you didn't say it, you felt it. Because anytime you tell somebody you love them, your heart deceives you. Because you saw some signs that they, they weren't of. They weren't worthy for you to say I love you. But you, you said it in hope. You're saying it in hope that these things about him or her was going to change. You was in hope, right? Mm -hmm. okay. But not 
the hope of Christ. You was in your own fleshly hope. Okay. Thinking that he or she could make me feel better. You're thinking he or she was going to change how you were, you know, your life, make a difference in your life, right? See, we're looking for other people to make us whole. That's not going to happen, Cindy. Complete you. You're not going to be whole with the, any person. God comes to make you whole. He comes to make you complete. This is why he said a man of God who finds, discovers a wife, discovers a good thing. Because what he discovers, Rhonda, is a woman of God who is the, the image of God. He actually finds God. That's right. Because Eve in Hebrew is, what's the word, Pastor? Ishar, Ishar, which means God. So when a man finds a wife, and you ask yourself, why, why we say she's a good thing? Is he not good? There you go. She, he finds a good thing, Sheena. He finds God. That's what I. You lead him to God. He sees an image of, because the word of God says that now she is considered to be your help meet, to help you meet your purpose in the earth. The man cannot meet his purpose in the earth until he discovers God, okay. which man. is Isha, the woman Wait. of God. Yes, ma'am. need to give a, a real, uh, let's just use us. So we don't, we don't have to call nobody else. Let's just use us. Because I'm in Colorado, 2.30 in the morning. I'm, I'm, I wake up looking for mail. Hello? I, I was married, <laughs> but I didn't have Jesus. The only way I was going to find Jesus and come into my purpose was if I found her back. There she goes. Thus, I found her. She won't looking for me. I found her. Yeah. Thus, my purpose. Pastor Rod, right, there you go. Right there. Right. Give you a real live image. Yeah. Said I won't go to church. I gave you that earlier. But I found the good thing, which I found Christ. I wasn't really looking for male. I was looking for Christ. He Amen. called me. That was my kaleo. That was my call. Amen. Then when I'm coming here now, in my call, are you. Amen. If I didn't answer my call, you would not be sitting there. Whoever you are, you would not be sitting there. But I'm looking for Christ. I only could find her or him when I found her. My purpose. How many of you Go ahead, are sir. tired of going through the mm. same thing? Mm. Tired of seeing the same, no real progress, no real going forward. I, I mean, how there's many some, are you really tired of that? There's some hands up real high. I, if you, you, you're tired of that, today should really help you. You want permanent change in your life. Because we've been out there. I mean, and we, so we do things to really numb the situation. Go ahead. Say that. We all do things to numb the situation. 
whether you are, you know, whether I'm going out to party. Shopping. Yeah, okay, you call me out. Okay, or shopping. <laughs> you do things to numb your situation. Eat. Eat. So it's different things that we do to numb the situation. But how come when you get finished with whatever you're doing to numb the situation, the situation is following you. It was at the party with you. The situation, I mean, it's all in the parking lot when you got in the car. <laughs> it's like, why are you in my back seat? Don't you have a home? And your situation, yes, I live with you. But you want to rid yourself of that situation. You don't want to numb yourself of it. Because when you really wake up and alert and realize it's not gone, by you numbing yourself, you want to eradicate it out of your life. You want it to be gone permanently. Amen? So the purpose of this teaching today is really to mature you, to grow up, to grow up in how you've been dealing with things, how you've been dealing with your finances, how you've been dealing with your relationships, how you've been dealing with uh, where you work and uh, thinking about your future goals. It's about to get you to think more clearly. It's to, first of all, get you to think. Some of us are on pause when it comes to thinking because you know what? You're tired of thinking. You're tired of, you're tired of trying to figure it out. And God don't want you to, he don't, that's the problem. He don't want you to figure it out. So you just exhausted from thinking. So you just stop thinking. That's, that's not what we need to do. <laughs> need you to think, but not to think on the wrong things. Amen. Amen. Um, I'll also, before I get in, Pastor, I do have to let you know, you're, a lot of what you were saying earlier was in the conversation that comment. And I had right before we <laughs> we came here in the uh, this sanctuary, really about your purpose and and why you're here, and really um, what else did you say about returning to your core values? See, and I was like, I was, you got to. I, I told her, I said, you know what, you have to just settle, settle down, just stop. Everybody, stop running around in your head. Stop with your thoughts and. You, you know, you, what did I do here? And I need to do something. He said, just, just pause. Sit down. It's more in a, a relaxed posture. Don't get too relaxed because you're going to need to move. But just relax long enough, God said, to hear me. Amen. Don't go to sleep. Then I'm going to give you direction. But because you're trying to do it yourself, this is why you're so frustrated. Relax. Sit down so you can relax long enough to hear me. And I'm going to guide you and direct you into your purpose. Amen. Into your purpose. And your purpose, Charlena, is your wealth. Amen. And your purpose is balanced in your life with your father. With your mom, with your sibling. He said, but for right now, I need to just talk to you. Because it needs to be balanced in our minds. It has to be balanced here first. This is why things are not going right, because in our minds and in our hearts, things are not balanced. 
So y'all's not just here today. Today is the day that your heart is going to be stabilized. Amen. And your mind going to be at ease. Amen. Your heart is going to be stabilized. Being stabilized means that your heart is now going to be at a place to where it's controlled by Holy Spirit. When your heart is not stabilized, it means that it's out of control, which makes you out of control. Been out of control for a bit? Okay. Heart need to be stabilized. This is the, the purpose of this teaching, to stabilize your heart. Because the, your natural heart is undisciplined. Your natural heart is stony. Stony means this. Um, all right, before I give you what stony means, I'm going to give you the foundation scripture first. <laughs> foundation scripture is this, Matthew 15, 30, because I do have to capture my time. Matthew 15, 30 says, A vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many other diseases. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. Again, a vast crowd brought to him people who were lame, blind, crippled, those who couldn't speak, and many others, diseased. They laid them before Jesus, and he healed them all. So that you can obviously see that these people here were somewhat handicapped, disabled. They were crippled. They were blind. They couldn't see. They couldn't hear. But what God has given me for this scripture is that you have a lot of people who are in church who are spiritually crippled. They're blind. They can't see. They can't move in the spirit. They can't comprehend and understand the word of God. They have a lot of spiritual disabilities. So your life looks very dysfunctional because of their spiritual disability. All right? Mm-hmm. Recap. Spiritual blindness means this. It means that you have a lack of spiritual intelligence. And that means that you don't have the understanding or the capability when you hear the word of God to use it. Spiritual intelligence means you don't have, having lack of that means that you don't have the capability to understand the word of God when you hear it. Or to apply it. So you just hear it. And it feels good. But I don't know what to do with it. My life is not changing. Because you don't have spiritual intelligence. Which means you have the lack of using the ability to understand. To comprehend the word of God. So I can use it. Prime example. I'll give it to you in a, in a children's uh, layman's term. You go to school. You have math class. And they ask you to do addition. Five plus five is ten. Okay, you have that. But if a child who can't, they have a comprehension problem, it doesn't mean anything to them. So they heard five plus five is ten, but they don't know what to do with it. So I don't know how, when I grow up, I don't know how to count my money. I don't know how to manage money. Because I have a a lack of spiritual intellect. Seeing in the spirit. How do you know that you can see in the spirit? I just want to see y'all face. <laughs> if y'all can see your faces. Is that 
You, when you can't see a victorious outcome, when you can't see a victorious outcome, you still are giving him a continual radical praise and adoration. And like no way out. This is when you know you can see spiritually. Is that what I see with my natural sight? That's not what I'm driven by. There you go. I'm driven by what I know. So this is why I continually have a radical praise <laughs> and adoration for my God. It's not based on my situation or my circumstance. I'm never down because I'm always up. Amen. How is prophecy validated in your life? We talked about that. When there's a, a tampering with the image of the word that's spoken to your life, that's when you know that what was prophesied over your life looked like it's been turned upside down. Mm -hmm. But how you see things is upside right. See, things look to us in the natural eye upside down. It doesn't look right. My situation, it doesn't look right. You're looking at your situation, it doesn't look right. But you're looking with your natural eyes. You have to look with your spiritual eyes, which is the new heart, Amen. the heart of flesh. He said, I'll put my spirit inside of you, which allows you to also not only see, but he says, oh, taste and see. You have spiritual senses. So now you can see what's upside down, right side up. And this is what causes you to praise, to continue to give my radical praise, because I can see what's upside down in its proper place, upside right. Okay. But that's only if you can see spiritually. But that's only if you can trust him because he's your buckler in your shield. Mm. He's your protection. He's, he's just so awesome. <laughs> Our supporting scripture, Ezekiel, I pretty much have talked about it, 26, 27. And it says, and I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony, stubborn heart. And give you a tender, responsive heart. And I will put my spirit inside you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Stubborn. So what does stubborn really mean? It's having or showing dogged determination. Not to change one's attitude or position on something. Stubborn means this. Having or showing dogged determination not to change one's attitude or position on something. Mm -hmm. So right while we're teaching, you, you have this stubborn attitude about, no, this is something I'm not going to do. And it's, a, it's a, a strong determination not to do what's right. And saying so is something, especially in despite of a good argument or good reason. And in all that's being discussed in, in the conversation, it's, it's a good argument. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. In a good reason. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, you don't see that it's a good reason. Mm-mm. You don't see that it's the right thing to do. So you are determined to be against it. You're determined not to be moved. Stubborn means it's difficult to move. Difficult to remove. Mm. See, you have people who you're, you're trying to change. You, 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 you can't change them. They're, they're stubborn in, in some of the ways that they're difficult to move from their opinions and the way that they think. In or Adam, difficult to cure. It's like an incurable disease. Stubbornness. So you could see it on someone else, and it could be you. Right. I just, like, I was like, difficult to cure. It's like an incurable disease. Stubborn. Difficult to handle. Sounds like me, like it's a, a rebellious child. Paul said when I was a... Child, I act like a child, but when I became a man, I put away my childish ways. Difficult to manage and difficult to treat. Difficult to manage. I know some of you probably feel like that even with your kids, but they probably look at you some days too like, (laughs) Mom or Dad, you difficult to even be with. You don't know what these little kids are thinking. Mm-hmm. That two years old, <laughs> you looking at me crazy. The look that I'm giving you, mm-hmm. like lady. <laughs> Stubborn means this. Slide back. Uh-uh. Stubborn means you slide back from what's right. Stubborn, you slide back for what's good. Yeah. In essence, Pastor, stubborn is a backslider. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. A backslider. But he said, Oh, return to me. Oh, backslider. Stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> The word is funny. The word is funny. He said, stubborn is unyielding. Refuse to give up your will for the will of God. Mm. Unreasonable. And you get people who are stubborn, they are they they have the nerve to get right indignant with you. (laughs) And wrong, I mean a person that's wrong. Come, they, I mean, oh, I mean, wrong is two left shoes. And they think they got a right shoe on and a left shoe. You got on two left shoes, man. But you still, for some reason, they, they, they get an attitude, they angry, being wrong with, with the, the wrong shoes on. I can't. With the wrong shoes on. Where you going? You You're told. unstable with the wrong shoes on. <laughs> Where you going? You gonna trip and fall? Either you got a boot on in the hill or a flat 
and you got on some stilettos. Where are you going? That's wrong. You're unbalanced. There you go. Lord, help us, Jesus. Thank you for bringing the balance. You guys know I'm a wordy person. I will study a word to return back to itself. That's right. So, <laughs> unreasonable is this. Not having the ability to think and understand in a logical way. See, you now don't even have the ability to think logical. That means that you see a sign on the road that says one way is one way. And you're still trying to make that a two-way street. That's not logical. This is what happened in our relationship. You have people who are unreasonable. I won't go into much detail about it, but I think you get an understanding what stubborn is. He says that this is the kind of heart that you have if you're not led by the Spirit. You have an unyielding, unreasonable heart that does not have the capability to comprehend logic. He said not only something spiritual, he said you can't even comprehend in the natural. You can't comprehend in a day-to-day conversation is what he's saying. Why do sometimes you feel like you're talking to someone like, what? why can't you get this? I, what truck did you fall off the back of? I, aren't we in the same house? I mean, did we come? Don't we, don't we share the same bed? Didn't I just meet you at breakfast at the dinner table? What? Okay. But this is why certain people depart. There's no way that you can continue to be with someone and they are unreasonable. I can't seem to get nothing through your head. You are unreasonable. You have no logic. You have no understanding. And it's not going to last. And you keep saying, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. It has to be a complete repentance from your illogical behavior and way of wrong thinking. It will bring you to a place of separation. I don't care if you still physically remain with the person. You're with them, but you're not with them. And that's the real. And if you keep going on, the love that you had for him or her will be a hate. And you will detest that person. Everything that you loved about them is going to be when they walk in the room. You can find something to do, get on the keyboard, get on uh, your computer, watch TV, go in the next room. Because now their whole demeanor, everything about that person, you just now detest. You know why? Because you left them a long time ago. You just still there physically. <laughs> so, this is what's going on in our hearts. So, why is is all the 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 back and forth with us? We have an unstable heart. The Bible says, "The new heart of flesh." We have power to respond to the Word of God. 
We have the capability to trust God and believe and contain and hold him. And we're not bored with him. And when is it going to be over? I'm, I'm tired of this Jesus thing. Uh, my, he hasn't really done anything for my life, you know. So our, the new heart is the heart that holds God. It can mm. hold the word of God. It's n- it's never, it never gets full of God. It's, it, he just wants more or she just wants more. They're more hungry for, for, for God and more thirsty for God. They, that heart never is full of him. Always have more space for him. Amen. 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 Word of God says this. Agree with me. See. He says, just agree with me. And that will conform you into who I am. And you will prosper. He said, you tried it your way. How's that going? You tried it your way. He said, just, he said, you, you trying to agree with someone who does not have the capability to agree with you. And you said, you wonder why they can't agree with you in prayer. They don't have the capability. You're trying to agree with someone who are, who's not even in the same state of mind that you're in. They have a different floor plan. You're trying to build a church and they draw in the lake. <laughs> See how stupid this <laughs> I mean, they, this is what's going on. And you wonder why they can't agree with you. Because they're drawing a lake. They're drawing a picture of a lake. And you are drawing a building. You're drawing the church. And you want them to agree with you. And they're looking at you like, uh, I'm getting the proper clothes and boat to get in the lake. And you're trying to go into the building of the church that you. The two shall never meet. The two shall never meet. But, so take the frustration out of that you're trying to agree with someone that doesn't have the capability to agree with you. He says, he says this, agree with God. Amen. I know you say it'd be nice if I could agree with my, my sister and my spouse, but he said, no, 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 agree with me. Yeah. Daughter, agree with me. He said, you will show yourself conform to my will and you will prosper. This is why you haven't been prospering, because you're trying to find a person on this earth really to agree with, and they're not capable of agreeing. They don't have the necessary tools to even go in with you with the floor plans. They're talking to the people about, you know, getting the, the machines to dig up the earth and put the water down, and you are trying to talk about the, you know, the, the columns, you know, to lay down the building. You, you flying, he's sailing. Yeah, one flying and the other one selling. It's just a different whole method, but we, we need to have the same agreement. I'm sorry. So, when you don't have the new heart, you spend most of your life as a Christian spiritually crippled. That's really good. And this is why they can't see. This is why they can't see what they're doing to you or what they did to you. They can't see. And they're Christians, but they're blind. And they're blind because men has been their God. They can't see. 
And then they can't hear. They can only hear their God. They can only hear their God. That God could be money. That God could be work. That God could be anything. You name it. That God is things, people. But not the true and living God. That God could be themselves. I will exalt myself like the most high God. And I'll make my own decisions about my life. He said, for you to, to seek him out and lean not to your understanding. He said, lean not to your understanding, but to mine. He said, I will guide and lead you. I will guide and not lead you. Not you leading yourself. This is when we become our own God. We start leading and guiding ourselves. He said, your life is not your own. Okay. New heart. It's where truth is birthed. It's where truth is conceived. It's where there's a prolific growth that goes on. In the heart. In the heart of, in the heart of flesh. He said, I will give you my spirit. See, you have your own spirit. He's not talking about that spirit. Because all humanity is a spirit. You are a spirit. But he said, in that spirit, small s, I will put my spirit, the big S. And this will cause you to have a heart of flesh, not the stony heart. The heart that you were born with, that was formed in iniquity. That heart that was born in a lie. Your, your heart is full of lies. It's deceitful. You don't know yourself. You don't know. You, you're too acquainted with the dead man. And he keeps deceiving you, thinking that he's still living, and he's dead. He's dead. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says this. He has also planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. A divinely sense of purpose, he's placed in your heart and in your mind. A divine sense of purpose. You should be, it should be something inside of you that's nudging you greater. There should be something that's nudging you. He placed a divine purpose. Not your purpose that you think that you want to do. That's the problem. You're trying to do your purpose. He says, but I placed inside of you my divine purpose, a, a sense of purpose, real purpose, into your heart. So there should be a nudging every day, every morning, throughout the day of yep. greatness. Amen. This can't be it. And that's what I said. You're there. You're there. Because what I said when I was going through all what I was going through in, in a bad marriage, being abused, I mean, the worst because my birth heart told me I was in love and, you know, you go with what you think, look good. It's funny what people think with their eyes is beautiful. <laughs> but they, they're your eyes. I'm not messing with what's beautiful in your eyes. But I'm just saying. It's, it's kind of funny how, and then when you break it with the person, they're not so you know, fine or beautiful no more. Why is that? Because mm. <laughs> they're not with you? 
I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> why do they look so different when they're not with you no more? <laughs> I'm sorry. But he gives us a divine sense of purpose. He said, working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. This is why you're not satisfied yet, because there's a divine purpose that he's placed inside of you. Until you start to walk into that, you'll never be satisfied. You're never, I don't care, I don't care how much money you make, I don't care who, what's your connection, I, I don't care. He says that nothing under the sun can satisfy that except him. So if God has ever spoken a word in your spirit, where did it land? A prophecy. Where did the word land? Did it, did it land in your head or your intellect? Or did it land in your spirit? Because if it landed in your spirit, you should be in it. You should be living it. You should be becoming it. And I'm sure a lot of us have heard some word that uh, of God been spoken in our lives, but we're not living it. And the question is why? And we're going we're gonna to get there. And I'm seeking I do this in 10 minutes because I'm, I'm approaching my time about time so um wow we talked about your mindset and your mind decision and how we are to not be around not the quality of our time around people who don't have the same type Jesus that you believe in see there's a lot of Jesus out here there's a, a lot of type Jesus so the Jesus that you believe in you need to make certain that the person sitting beside you is this is the Jesus that I believe in. Because if not, they're going to hinder you spiritually. If you're hanging around people who are not worshiping the same Jesus that you're worshiping. But it's a type of Jesus. Mm -hmm. See, you're quoting the word and you're saying what the word says. And, and you're saying these confessions. But is this church Jesus or is this the true and living Jesus? Is, is this the church Jesus? Because you don't want the church, Jesus. You want the revealed. There's wow. many coming in my name. Inside of the new heart, you're able to hold the miraculous. You're able to hold miracles. You're able to hold. Miracles don't come from outside of you. They're from within you. Your prosperity, your dreams don't develop outside of you. Things that happen in your life doesn't come from outside. They come from within. Because eternity has been placed in your heart. That's right. I'm going to give you some scientific proof about the heart and that the heart thinks. Because the word of God says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Did you know that your heart actually thinks? There are about approximately 40,000 neurons in the brain. We talked about this. And science says, L, if there are at least 20,000, it's classified as a, as a brain, as thinking, as having a mind. If you have at least 20,000 neurons, it's classified as being a mind. So the heart is a mind. 
because it can think. We're thinking that we're thinking from our brain, but your brain can't think out. Your brain can't think within. Your brain thinks from without. Your brain is educated by your natural senses, what you see and what you can touch and what you can feel. That's what, that's your, that's the university of your education is your natural senses. It educates you on what's hot, what's cold when you touch things and with your eyes and what you see. It educates you. But it, it can't educate the spirit of man. The heart does that. As a man thinketh in his heart, it didn't say his brain, his heart, so is he. The word of God says, what you conceived in your heart, what was birthed in your heart, he says, already sinned before you act upon it because the act was in your heart where it's birth. It's not birth outside of you. It's birth from within. Mm-hmm. See, and what we're having here is just the flickering thoughts. God's going to bring me through. Amen. The flickering thoughts from the brain. Amen. This is my year breakthrough. Flickering thoughts. Fall. See, but nothing is birth. Birth conception is in the heart. <laughs> this is my year. No more delay. Flickering thoughts from the brain. The year of the double. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not about the good sayings or the make feel good. His promises have to be birthed in your heart. It can't be from your brain. Your brain cannot conceive. It can't hold the word of God. The heart has the ability to override your reasoning. So if you're thinking wrong, your heart has the ability to override what's wrong. Your wrong thinking. Your heart does. It's God is so awesome because he created us in a way similar to how, but at a higher grade of a computer to where there's certain viruses that enter in and we're able to get those with the antibodies. We're able to, when, when foreign objects come in, foreign elements in our body, we're able to override that with the word of God. But it has to be within our hearts. See, we're, we're able to override your wrong thinking. But you have to have a pure heart to do that, to hold the word of God. What's in, what's in your heart can also paralyze your brain. Stop that, too, from trying to destroy me. There's nothing good in your flesh. The word of God says that. It's able to uh, paralyze your brain momentarily so you can think right again in your heart. Because, you see, you're, you're trying to do the thinking in your head. It's able to paralyze the brain. Because if you don't, you're going to start to, these are your crazy moments. <laughs> How many have, have had crazy moments? Yeah, come on, man. He said, These are your crazy moments. Mm, mm. It's that when you're not thinking from your heart and you're thinking from your brain, these are the crazy moments. 
we talked about the scientific fact about uh, the heart actually affects 10 feet radius, whatever is birthed in the heart. If I start to, to talk to Star about dance and all what God is doing for her and dance and, and, and what he's going to do in her life and what he's going to do and the freshness of marriage in her life and, and what he's going to do and her children and, what, and their life and, and how he's already strengthening her even now. Well, see, see what words do? It, it's, it's, it's not that. It's the, the heart. And not only her, but it's, effect, it's affecting all of you. Everybody hearing it. Yep. It's not, see, the heart, the word of God in this scientific fact says that if you're 10 feet radius around, circumference around me, what's in my heart, even if I don't speak, but it's something that's birthed in my heart, it affects you. This is why you shouldn't be around negative people. This is why you shouldn't be around people going nowhere. Because you know why? You're going to be affected <laughs> with what's in their heart going nowhere. And that environment has affected you now. Or should we say infected? And sometimes you, you start to ask yourself, why I feel like this? A strange feeling just come, right? You are affected by someone that you was in 10 feet radius in. A feeling come from nowhere. A the blood of Jesus. Because <laughs> that, that thought wasn't right. You know what? But someone was thinking that, that you was 10 feet raised around. You're a receiver, and you can transmit. I'm just saying. This here is a really important one here. When a person is born, they're born with full heart, a full heart. And when I say a full heart, it means all parts of the heart is already developed when they're born. However, they're only born with 50% of their intellect. Get this. Yep. You, they're born with all the parts of their heart, but only 50% of their intellect. And there's a scientific fact that if within two years, if you don't expediently educate the child within two years, the child will have mental disabilities. It says, and this is, this is so important, it says if you don't provoke speedy learning, mm -hmm. provoke, it says if you don't provoke Speedy learning, within two years, the child will be at a place of mental disability in the intellect. Provoke means to stimulate, to give them an environment to where it provokes them to learn. You know, because sometimes we don't want to learn. So you have to do things to provoke them to learn, put them in a learning environment, put them around other kids that love to learn. We have a, a few kids, in, uh, honor roll students. Honor roll students. Raise them high. Raise them high. We need that's to be proud. Be, okay. That's something to be proud Raise of. Them high. Amen. Amen. Raise Amen. Amen. See, and, and, and if you're not an honor roll student, the next thing is that I, you need to now be provoked to be one. All right? 
Amen. It's not just about, oh, being an honorable student. See, you need to always build up your intellect. You know why? Because every day you're dying. And it means that the cells in your brain are dying. And they can't be recovered. Unless Holy Spirit chooses to do so. Provoke them for speedy learning. This must be why that God has called me to be a teacher. <laughs> I'm about getting it and getting it quick. Why does it have to be such a delay in your learning? Why do you, I'm not the way I used to be, and you've been saying that for the last 10 years, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not there, and I'm better. Jesus himself lived 33 years, but only ministered for three. Expedient. He studied all the time. At 12 years old, his mother's looking for him. He said, come on now, you are my mother. You should have known I was in here teaching. I'm in the synagogue teaching. I, you, I'm, doing, I'm doing what my father does and what he told me to do. You, you should have known. He was teaching men. At age 12, he's teaching grown men. And I think at the age of five, they had to quote the whole, whole book of the Torah. Okay. The Three. entire Old Testament. Yep. Five. See, but we, we think, oh, we're too hard on our kids. Or, or, or you give in because they frown and they, oh, I don't want to do it. In my house, you, you, you had to learn quick. You had to learn quick. It wasn't an option. It's not open for discussion. That was me. So for us at this ministry, at this, oh, that was a squeak. That, at this ministry, <laughs> so you got to learn to laugh at yourself. <laughs> you you got to learn to laugh at yourself. And this, I'm, so, I'm, I'm very confident in God. And so I'm not bothered by the hiccups and things because part of me is human. That's right. I'm in the body. See, that's what I say. Even my mistake caused me to prosper. See, there's nothing that you can do to, to laugh and make me feel any kind of way because I'm the child of the Most High God, even with my squeaks. <laughs> so I want you guys to uh, realize that you have to learn. You have to learn quick. That's the whole point of that. Is that and that's very scary that within two years, if you don't provoke speedy learning, that child will have some type of learning disability. Also, the heart develops first before the brain. Okay? No machine can determine the beginning of the heartbeat. Man cannot determine the beginning of the first heartbeat. And they have said this, Pastor, themselves. The heartbeat is considered to be the miracle of life. Amen. Oh, my God. That's good. Jesus is life. They are saying and don't know that they're saying that the first heartbeat is Jesus. Because they have called the first heartbeat that they can't detect miracle of life. Jesus. 
case you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> More scientific proof. Because you know what? You'll believe that before you believe the word. So yep. I'm going to give you what man say mm-hmm. and what Jesus say. You can add them both together. And they will confirm each other. We possess healing within us. This is for you, Dad. Anybody else? Um, 80% of our body, normally we're told 75%, I believe. It's water. It's water, but 80% of our body is water. And your brain. Doctors have concluded our life is 50-50 when you're conceived. Upon conception. Upon conception, you're living and dying. Science has yep. said that. Upon your conception, you are living and dying at the same time. Yep, that's right. This is a teaching ministry. As you're living, you're dying. However, but you can tip the scale. Because you have healing inside of you. Do you know how you can tip the scale? And this has been proven too. You can tip the scale by saying thank you. <laughs> by thanking God, you tip the scale. It brings healing. It takes you from 50-50 to the part that's dying 49 and now your part 51. It's 49-51. You can tip the scale of your lifespan. Say life and death is in the power of the tongue. They did this through a method where, um, with water, they were speaking mm-hmm. positive things, water, and they was being thankful. Um, matter of fact, they started out with negative things. They spoke negative things in the water, and then they froze the water. They took the water out the freezer and saw these different Marvelous. black, different parts of the crystal uh, that formed in the water. Then they took it out, then they spoke positive over the same water they spoke negative, and they yep. froze it again and said, when they took it out this time, it's almost had the appearance of a, a diamond, mm-hmm. crystal. Mm-hmm. Healing is inside of you. So don't let other people Im- bring the impression of a lot of negativity upon your life. Mm. Amen. You should start tipping the skill of your life and your health and your spiritual growth and your finances. Start tipping the skill you do. We can no longer be satisfied with being touched by the word. You need to be moved by the word of God. The word of God should move you to do the word of God. Not, oh, God, I, I hear that. Amen. No, not, not being touched with a, a good feeling, but be transformed by the word of God. You should be grabbing down the word of truth so that you're living what God has said. When a newborn is a, actually coming to the world, they're very tuned into their parent. But their parents say or speak over them. And they respond to the command of the parents. And this is what you should be doing now. Responding to the command of your heavenly father as a child. Oh, boy, we are coming up the real. Let's see here. Wow. Ezekiel 12, verse 21 through 28. This is where we're going to end. 
That's Ezekiel 12, verse 21 through 28. The word of Adonai came to me. Listen closely. The word of Adonai came to me. Human beings, don't you have the proverb in the land of Israel? Time keeps passing, and none of the visions are fulfilled. Therefore, tell them that Adonai Elohim says, I will put an end to that proverb. Never again will they use it as a proverb in Israel. Tell them the time has come for the fulfillment of every vision. Hear me now as I prophesy. Hear me now as I prophesy the word of God. Teacher Mel. There will no longer be empty visions or falsity, optimistic divinations in the house of Israel. Because I, Adonai, I will speak and whatever statement I make, it will be accomplished. It will no longer be delayed. For in your days, you rebellious house, I will speak the word and accomplish it, says Adonai Elohim. Again, the word of Adonai came to me. Human beings, look, people of the house of Israel are saying the vision he sees concerns the distant future. He is prophesying about a time afar off. Therefore, say to them that Adonai Elohim says none of my words will be delayed anymore. But the word that I speak will be accomplished, says Adonai Elohim. Do you hear the prophecy? He says, the time has come for the fulfillment of every vision. It will no longer be delayed. It will no longer be, be delayed. The people of Israel are saying, yeah, but you're prophesying something afar off. You're Prophesying my peace afar off. You're prophesying my husband afar off. See, see, that's how some of you feel when you hear a prophecy. You're, you're saying something afar off. But I come here today to tell you that Adonai Elohim has said every vision, every word that has been prophesied over your life, he said, it will no longer be delayed or denied. Elohim Adonai has said, every word, Berta, has been spoken over your life and your children's life will not no longer tarry. He said, it's not afar off. But you need to see, Adam, that every vision that he has for you is not for the next 10 years. He said, he said, I'm calling it now. He said, these are the words that I'm speaking. He said, you've heard this from prophets. He said, and you've heard this from other people. He said, I am speaking myself. This is a prophecy directly from me. Every vision, every word that Pastor Rod has spoken over your life, he said there will not be a delay. He said it is now. It is now. 
Adonai Elohim has said that if you have the heart of flesh to conceive it, to give birth to it, he said, he said, then you can have it. He said, but it can't be from your brain and you're trying to figure it out. It's just flickering and going nowhere. It has to be birthed for Lena in the heart of flesh to produce my word. My word needs a resting place. It needs a resting place to give it life. Without faith, the word of God is not active. It's not working. It's inoperable unless it's on the lip of a believer. Now, say what I say. Not because you, you had a good feeling and the word of God sound good. He said, but say now what I say because Adonai Elohim Day has said this morning, every vision that I have for you is not a far off. Star is not delayed. He said, I call it now. Amen. 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 I pray that the word of God has found a, a place in, in your heart, heart of flesh. The only place that can birth truth. Not in your mind, not in your intellect, not even in your singing. He says, but in the heart of flesh, my spirit. It's the place that can house and has the capability to hold my word and bring it to life in your life. Every vision, Rocket. Amen. Every vision. Amen. And he said, this is not, he said, this is the only beginning because you, Shamir, has recompense. You are due recompense. You are due back pay. He says, I am that vengeance. Amen. Amen. I really pray that the word of God has reached your spirit. You're housing the word of God. You're not seeing by your sight, but you're seeing by the sight of your heart. Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What's, what's in your heart? What are you holding in your heart today? What are you conceiving in your heart today? What are you producing in your heart today? I pray that you're producing the promises of God and that you know for sure that every vision that concerns you, he says, is not delayed. Don't be like Israel, seeing it afar off. He said, I'm coming. I, he said, I sent my prophets before me. They said this before me in Ezekiel. He said, but... I, he came, he came inside his prophecy. He came in Ezekiel. After he gave the word to Ezekiel, he came in the word. He stepped into his own prophecy. And he said, now I prophesied to you directly myself. I prophesied to Ezekiel to tell you so you could read about it. But he says, now I'm, I have stepped into my own prophecy to prophesy, prophesize to you. Now my prophecy is prophesying to you, Fee. Did you know Jesus actually in Revelation wrote a part of Revelation? Not, not as John wrote. And, and Revelation. We said, yeah, you know, John, he, yeah, John did write 
some of Revelation. But Jesus himself sending, wrote in Revelation. It wasn't by a scribe. He wrote himself. When he says, I write this letter to the church, he wrote himself. And you can see deeper, he prophesies himself. And Ezekiel, within the prophecy, he prophesied. Pray that you be blessed by the word of God. Amen. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome teaching. I like, I like, I like what he said, man. He said, he said, I will speak and I will accomplish it. He told you everything is, you, you, you have to speak the word of God. You have to. Oh, man. Awesome teaching. Amen. The other thing is, she said, she said what's real important about the heart, how it thinks. Have you ever said to yourself, man, did I do that? I can't believe I said that. I can't. So it's like you, I thought you knew you. But you just said, I, didn't, I can't believe I did that. The word is true. My goodness. Amen. <laughs> I pray you've been blessed there as well. Um, at this moment, this is a time for uh, prayer. If you want to do your tithing, your offer, this is where you do it. You, you know what I mean? I was talking to somebody. You don't, you don't eat at McDonald's and they give, you know, go pay Burger King, do you? Or you don't eat at McDonald's and give your change to Burger King, do you? Okay, I'm talking to people like that. That's what I'm talking, they don't have understanding. It said, bring to your storehouse your tithe and your offer. Amen? So this is the time you want to do that. You want to have the ministers come up right now and pray. If you need intercession, if you've been away from Christ, if you backslid, you want to get it right with Christ, this is the appeal. This is the call for you. Same call I heard. It's being made to you now. If you don't understand everything, you want to get your heart right, Lord, help me with this thing. This is the place to come. I mean, like the, the church is like a hospital. Come and let's, let's, let's take care of business. Amen. If you need to intercede for someone, somebody in your family that's sick, and prayer. Prayer does work. My goodness. So if you want to come up for prayer for that, if you don't know Jesus and you want to know Jesus, this is the time to do it. This is it. He said today is the day of salvation. Tomorrow is not promised to you. And you had an opportunity today to hear and hearken to the voice of God. He said, harden not your heart. Amen. You shed your blood. The kids, if you want Just to get on the honor roll and you're not on it, come on up. We can pray for your mind. So we can pray for your comprehension. We can do everything. Everything happens in prayer. Amen. So right now, if you want to be a blessing to your ministry, this is the time to do it. Come on up. It's always something you can be get prayer about. Amen. Any sickness in your body, this is the time to come. Children, you want to pray for your parents? This is the time to come.